Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Stars tight end Ken Dunnick. My partner is the XB writer for NJ.com and Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. He covered the Eagles for years, and we're going to talk a little football. Mark, how are you? We've been off for a bit, and I've been traveling. You've been doing your thing. How's it going? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, and yeah, and you were on a nice little trip there. Well, a little, you know, went to went to Napa, had some wine and great food, and uh, it doesn't get much better than that. But yeah. I was missing. I did miss the podcast, which was the only bad thing about me <laughs> going away. And we're going to talk a little bit I'll about make up for tonight. Eagles last game, uh, and we'll talk uh, a bit about the upcoming Raiders game. First, let me mention that this podcast is sponsored by Jersey Man and Philly Man Magazine. We'd love you to join. 97.5 The Fanatics' Mike Missinelli as he hosts our Unmasking the Legacy Gala November 4th at Ballroom at the Bend where we honor six men and women of the year candidates. If you have an interest, you can contact me, Ken, at jerseymanmagazine.com or call 856-912-4007. It is truly a special night, and uh, we'd love to see you there. Okay, so the last time we spoke, the Eagles were uh, – coming off the heels of an unlikely win against Carolina. They lined up against Tampa Bay on a short week and really kind of a pathetic performance. The the final score really doesn't indicate how lopsided the game was. Tampa Bay wound up winning at 28 to 22. I know we're going to talk mostly about the Raiders coming up, but just some general thoughts on that, uh, that loss to Tampa. I mean, I didn't expect them to beat Tampa. I mean, Let's be realistic when we talk about this Eagles team. They're they're two and four, which isn't good. I mean, nobody wants to be two and four, but the, the, of their four losses, they they I'll, I'll say this: for a team with a lot of unpredictable things around them, they've been pretty predictable. I mean, they beat Atlanta. I think we thought they would beat Atlanta. Right. Carolina was a game when McCaffrey went out. I told you, Carolina is not is not the same team without him. That's like losing a quarterback to other teams. He's that important to them. So they beat Carolina, which, again, wasn't – I kind of thought they would. Then the four losses, Dallas, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco, those four teams are better than the Eagles. They're not going to – they weren't going to win those games. Now the next couple games, though, leading into this game this week in in, in Las Vegas, and then the – I don't want to look too far ahead, but then the Lions next week, there are two games that – We'll see how they do because they're games that are winnable. Yeah, you know, the frustrating part uh, for me about these Eagles, and you're right, I mean, we, we pretty much called those games uh, the way that they, they shook out. We, we thought Atlanta was a winnable game. We thought they might uh, beat Carolina without McCaffrey. But uh, the thing that concerns me about the Eagles is the, uh, the, the lack of efficiency on offense and the inability of this first-year head coach to make adjustments on the fly. He continues to try to pound a square peg into a round hole, he doesn't want to run the football. Miles Sanders, again, uh, in that last game, only had nine carries. I don't remember the last time he had double digits in carries. And to, to be a, an effective offense, you have to have more balance. And, you know, he keeps, he keeps doing the same things over and over. And there's not a lot of originality in, in his play calling. you agree with that? Oh, I'm, I'm very anti-head coach. Uh, I don't – I mean, he <laughs> – I didn't like the hire when it was made. I don't like it now. 
Um, the worst part isn't even what he does in the games, which is very bad. But is he helping these? Is 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 Jalen Hurts getting any better with this coaching staff, or is he regressing? And if he's regressing, that's really bad. Um, I mean, like I I I've said a couple things on social media that you know I'm still not sure about Jalen Hurts because I'm not, but I sure would like to see him with a real NFL head coach because. This guy hurts. He, pardon the pun, but he hurts Jalen Hurts. He, you can't let a young, you know, quarterback who hasn't with you now. He's up to ten games played. You know, be ninety percent of your offense. You you can't ask him to do what he's asking him to do, and you and and you can't. I mean, he's not making it easy for him at all. If if, if anything, he's making life more difficult for a young quarterback. And that's not what a good coach does. Um, I've seen young quarterbacks. I, I, I saw what, what Andy Reid did with Donovan McNabb, um, you know, and, and, and you saw things happening there. So I'm, I'm still up in the air on Hurts, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not up in the air on, on Sirianni, this guy. But, again, this is what Jeffrey Lurie and Howie yeah. Roseman, especially Jeffrey Lurie, this is what they wanted. I, I mean, I, I go back to the story. I think it was in the Inquirer. I think Jeff McClain wrote it after Doug got fired when um, word got out that a couple years, not not last year, but the the year before, the Eagles uh, upset Green Bay in Green Bay on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And it was a great win. I mean, you know, Green Bay Bay went 13-3 that year. That was one of their three losses. And they did it by – they they ran the ball that, that night, the Eagles. They ran it more than they normally do, and they won. Laurie kind of when Laurie had his little his weekly meeting with Peterson, he was a little upset with him for running the ball too much, yeah. even though they won. I, I, I go back to that story. That, that story never got out of my head, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, is this guy just following orders? Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, that if that story is true, that's a sad commentary. Uh, but do you give any credence to the fact that you know again the Eagles are operating uh, with primarily a makeshift offensive line. We're going to talk about the, the soap opera that's the Philadelphia Eagles with Lane Johnson coming back. But, again, they're, they're missing uh, two of their starters, Brandon Brooks and Samalo. Uh, they missed Lane Johnson for the last two games. He's now back in practice. Now, interestingly enough, he's been gone for the last two and a half weeks. He practiced Wednesday and had a day of rest. I mean, you get – I mean, you know, this stuff we talk about it every week. I love that. He was off for two and a half weeks, and he practiced (laughs) once. He has a day of rest. So I I don't want to make light because he's got some, some obviously, some depression issues that that are concerning. uh, But he is back in the house, and the Eagles are trying to get him ready. But do you think – you know, Hertz's numbers, if you look at them, they're not that bad. He's, he's averaging a 62.5% completion rate. He's got eight touchdowns with four interceptions. I mean, those aren't terrible numbers. He's no. not throwing for big yardage. But, again, the offense just overall just looks ineffective to me week after week. Well, going back to what – I'm glad you brought up the offensive lines. All right, so – and, again, you would answer this better than I. But I've, I've always been taught and talking to players for years – Often, especially offensive linemen, I love talking to offensive linemen because they were always the the most honest and I didn't say most.
themselves on. They were the most, they liked to talk. Offensive linemen like to talk through the years, and they gave you good stories and they gave. Yeah, you well, that's because quotes. you guys never wanted to talk to them, so they're. Oh, I did. I don't know. Say you guys. <laughs> I I would talk to them more than I would talk to the, the you know quarterbacks <laughs> and wide receivers. Anyway, they always. I mean, I was always. It's easier to run block than it is to pass block. For most, it linemen. is. It is. So with a makeshift offensive line, as you call it, and with young guys out there, well, then you should run the ball more, not less. Yeah. I mean, this makes no – what they're doing on offense makes no sense to me whatsoever. And I, I, guess I, I, I scratch my head, I watch, and I just say, this guy, he's so far over his head. He just uh, – it's sad. Because I don't think the team – the team has more talent than I thought, to be honest with you. They're, 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 they're better. They have some young players that aren't – that are pretty good. And but I, I don't I don't see this coach doing I I just don't know. Well, like I said before, the worst thing is if they're not getting better. Like I had people say to me, you know, when, when I was ripping the coach and giving Hertz the benefit of the doubt, people say to me, "Oh, Hertz missed open guys." I'm not talking about what happens per se in the game. What goes on in practice every day? Is he doing anything in practice? Working on with Hertz? Every quarterback has flaws. Every player has flaws. Are they working on the flaws? To make them to get rid of them, are they helping him, you know, get better? Are they putting him? I use the Andy Reid's old quote, but are they putting him in the best position? Are they are they taking advantage of his strengths? They're not, that, to me, that's what good coaches do. You know, Joe Montana would not as great as I think Joe Montana was. I don't know if Joe Montana would have been Joe Montana without Bill Walsh. Well, I'm, I'm not comparing Jalen Hurts to Joe Montana, but my point is. Certain coaches have made quarterbacks a lot better. No, I get it. I get it. I think Brett Favre and uh, Mike Holmgren made Mike Brett Holmgren Favre, was yes. a great, great example. Yes. Hey, let, let's let's not get off of this okay. week before we talk about the Zach Ertz trade. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe the greatest tight end in the Eagles history. Uh, it was common knowledge they were going to move him. They wound up getting a defensive back and I believe a sixth round pick. Uh, and they're looking to play some of these younger guys. Of course, uh, Dallas Goddard is on the team, Jack Stahl, who they like, is going to get uh, more reps now. And, you know, they've got an ex-quarterback at tight end that's on the practice squad, Tyree Jackson, that's actually on injured reserve that they just uh, put on the 21-day window so he can come back. And they re-signed Richard Rodgers, who I thought played pretty well last year, back to the practice squad. Um, not surprising about the Earth's trade. Just wondered if you had any thoughts about how that went down. I'm happy for, for Zach Ertz and he's going to a to a team that's going to be in the part that the Arizona Cardinals are the only undefeated team. They're off to a six of those start. They completely took apart Cleveland last week. Uh, they, they, they beat the Rams in LA earlier this year. So he's going good for him. He, he's, 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 he's got a chance to, he, he'll be in the play unless the team completely falls apart. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in the playoffs and they're a Super Bowl con- contender. So, I'm happy for him that he, he's he's going, you know, that they didn't trade him to Houston or somewhere, you know. Um, so that's good. Um, it's sad that it ended the way. It's only sad when a great player doesn't end his career with the team that he spent yeah. most of his time with. But I mean, that's, the, a, that's the nature of the league. Yeah, it's just the way I mean, things are now, basically. But yeah, And he, so he no, went but, out with his head, head held high. He wrote a nice piece no, uh, he's a great in the Enquirer. Uh, class, class yeah, and I now. hope he gets in the Hall of Fame, and I hope he goes in as an Eagle. But let's talk. Let's go from one uh, soap opera sure. to another, which is the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, who have lost their coach, John Gruden, 
regard, do you have any comment on those emails from 10, 11 years ago? Do you have anything to say? Apparently, you know, I think there was worse stuff than they even let on otherwise because they made such a drastically quick decision on this. It was, uh, it was eye-opening. I mean, my listen. I'm not you. There's no. You can't defend anything that John Gruden did. And my only thing is, of 650,000 emails, he's the only guy that did anything inappropriate. Well, he's somebody who's out to get John Gruden, to be honest with you. Well, and they got him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe his biggest thing was criticizing the commissioner of football. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he could. I mean, he everything he did was. I mean. I'm not in no way defending Gruden, but I just can't believe of 650,000 emails. No one else. No, he's the all. Like, I, see, I never believe anyone acts alone, <laughs> including Lee Harvey Oswald. I, don't, I just don't believe anybody <laughs> acted alone. So one is, there, guy, is, there, is there a grassy knoll near Los Yeah, Lager, right. Is that no, no. I think somebody it's the Legion State. I, I just, because when it first came out, my, that was my first reaction. It was, uh-uh. They got to go, who's next? There's going to be 20 other guys, you know, in this. And so far, it's been Mm -hmm. So, But the Ravens are an interesting team because last week they – all right, so Gruden resigns. He technically – Yeah, and they they looked flat against the Bears that week with all that – But it was awful. That was a mess. But they came out last week, and I I really was interested in how they responded against Denver, one of their main rivals – at Denver, uh, which is a hard place to play. Yeah. So I wanted. To, I really. Want, I was really interested, more so than I normally would be in that game because I was. I, you know, are they still a mess? Are they going to be in disarray? Is Denver going to just blow them out? Or maybe are they relieved that Gruden's gone, and they're going to come out and play well? Well, they hired Rich Basaccia, who's special teams coach. Right. Um, uh, Mike Mayock, who's the general manager, said that uh, he thought he was one of the greatest leaders he's ever been around. I, I was really impressed with the new coaches' press conference. And certainly the team played an impressive game yeah, they did. Uh, in, in beating Denver. I believe they beat them at Denver 34-24. to 24. So as we look at this Eagles game, we've got to wrap up here. Now, Vegas is 26th against the Rush. <laughs> and this is a game where uh, hopefully Sirianni, you know, reads the stats and he's got a – a million analytics guys to lean on. This is a game where Miles Sanders has to get in double digits. Um, you've got to attack the weakness of the defense. Offensively, the Raiders have firepower, so they're going to have to score points to win this game. But hopefully the, the Eagles will, will, will learn their lesson and run the ball a bit more. And your final thoughts here as we wrap up. Couldn't agree with you more. If the Eagles run a balanced offense, run the ball 65 and throw a 10, you can win this game. If they play the way they've been playing, the Raiders will find a way to win. Exactly. Mark, thanks a lot. We'll do this again next week. Thanks for listening to the Bird Brains, everybody. Take care.